Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, the Women's World Cup starts tonight on Channel 7. And there was a young fellow many years ago plying his trade with Channel 7. It left such an um, indelible mark upon those powers to be at Channel 7. And when they're putting the crew together for Channel 7's Women's World Cup 2023, they said, what about that young whippersnapper who had <laughs> bright eyes and a big future? Let's get him back. Well, I'm pleased to say he got back. And ladies and gentlemen, the host of the World Cup, Women's World Cup for Channel 7, Adam Peacock jo- joins the run home with Joel and Fletch. G'day, Adams. <laughs> Not quite true. I, I, I... G'day, boys. Um, it was more to do with the fact that I had to wait until all the executives that were there at the time left so I could go back again. So, yeah. I, I, hey, I will go with your truth, Joel. No worries, mate. No worries. How does it feel, though? Like, this is such a huge event. Uh, I listen to a lot of American radios I've been sharing with our program and, you know, the noise it's getting overseas, and it, it's quite a huge thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just, like, as you know, guys, I'm pretty besotted with the round ball game. I'm, I'm just pumped for the game in Australia, the opportunity that it is. And, yeah, at the centre of it all is those 23 Matildas, and they've worked. Um, they've devoted their lives to get into the position that they currently sit in, which is probably about to hop on a bus and go to the ground and play in a, a home World Cup, which in itself is is still pretty amazing. But, yeah, for the game as a whole and, and everyone getting behind this team, and as we saw in, in Doha at the end of last year, getting behind the Socceroos in wild scenes, it's, it's just great. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a fun month. So, Ads, according to the markets, uh, USA expected to win this thing. Spain hot on their heels. England, Germany, France, and then this little country called Australia. So we're seated about six, according yep. to the markets. Is that a fair appraisal? Yeah, fair assessment. I've, literally, there's about 10 or 11 teams that can win it. Um, and, and I know that sounds like the biggest fence hit, but it is so even. Like, previous Women's World Cups, you've rocked up, you've gone, OK, America and who? And then you, you add a couple more on top and maybe you end up with four teams that can realistically win it. This time, because of the European scene exploding, especially in the last four years, like our best players going over there and bettering themselves, like Sam Kerr is an infinitely better footballer than what she was four years ago, that it, it's really evened everything up. And a lot of the Europeans have, have caught up. Uh, whether or not they've gone past America is another thing. But, yeah, it's, it's a devilishly hard market to... To properly assess, it's um, it's a tight World Cup. We play Ireland tonight. Who else is in our group, and is it a a tough group? Yeah, yeah, Miss O. We got when the draw was done. Uh, I won't call it the group of death because that gets trotted out all the time. But by, by virtue of numbers, we got the toughest group in the sense that out of each pot, uh, a, a nation was drawn, and we got the hardest, pretty much the hardest draw out of all of the pots that were concurrent to ours. So Canada, Olympic champions, Nigeria capable of anything. They've got a couple of dangerous attacking weapons and, and Ireland who will make things difficult in the sense that they'll sit off tonight and, and shore up space 
for our Matildas to try and play through, which is not a noted strength. Our strength is hitting teams in transition. So, yeah, tough group. Uh, Canada and Nigeria play in Melbourne tomorrow, so we'll know a hell of a lot there about exactly where everyone sits. But, yeah, Matildas just have to, to um, take care of business tonight and get the ball to Sam Kerr early for her to uh, create a bit of havoc. Hey, Ads, I see here, uh, and you mentioned the Americans. So 2019, the United States beat the Netherlands in the Women's World Cup. 2015, uh, that was in France. This is in Canada. Uh, United States beat Japan. And then in Germany, which appears to be, well, you know what? Since, well, oh, geez, you're going back a fair while now. Since the very first World Cup, um, they have either been in the final America or been in the third place playoff. That's the worst they've come is the third place play- playoff, which... Uh, they've never actually lost. So the very worst they've ever come is third. What, why is that? Like, what, why are the women's American side, the US side, so such a much of a powerhouse compared to the game that's really still, I suppose, in a fledgling competition status? It is on the rise massively. But yeah. why would you say that? Well, a bit like the, some of the Olympic sports, um, sure, the... the the collegiate system. So it's a bit the same in swimming, I'm presuming. Right. Soul, it's like they've got a really strong collegiate system, which is a great development pathway for a lot of athletes. And, and in women's football in particular, that's that's harmed because the rest of the world haven't really got their pathway systems right with women's football. Now, as I mentioned, it, it's not, that's changed because a lot of money's now going in in the European club scene. So that's why... Like I feel that America has come back to the field, and also they've got a, a bit of a generational change. As I think, 14 of their squad this is their first World Cup, which is unusual for America. Usually, they have this continuation of players and veterans. They've still got a couple, but yeah, I, I just think that the Yanks they do it so well with their, their women's football pathway system that that's what's put them in the position that they have. But the world's a different place to when where it was eight years ago, four years ago. With the college system, Joel, they have yeah. these rules that. It has to be equal spending 50-50 on men's and women's sport at college. So if they're going to spend $50 million on their football team that year, they have to find women's sports to spend an equal amount of $50 million on. So not code for code? No, no, no. No, it's just male, female. Okay, and yep. because there's only a male football team, they have to find an oh, equivalent wow. to spend it on. So that's why swimming gets heaps of money, track yep. gets heaps of money, yep. and sports like soccer, volleyball that are either unisex or predominantly female – get a heap of funding because right. they have to match it up to oh, what they're right. spending on their football team and, and usually basketball team as well. And that's why um, the the NFL mm. and the basketball and the baseball, a lot of money's already been spent there. So from the men's point of view, spending that on the soccer is just way down the chain. Is that right? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. They've, yeah. they've already spent that money, so yeah, they don't yeah. want to reallocate it to another men's okay. sport. Interesting. Yeah. Ads? Any, any thoughts on that? You probably yeah. knew that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was waiting for a question. I, I was just with, um, by the font of knowledge, the, the six foot six font of knowledge. Yeah, that's right. Really educational. Oh, thank you. Tell me, uh, uh, tell me about Sam Kerr. So she's been, you know, present in the back of our minds for a lot of time now. But she's really coming to the forefront for those of us who aren't mad football fans. If she can star in this World Cup, surely that. That almost makes her the biggest athlete in Australia, doesn't it? Uh, like, I'm biased, but I reckon she's already there. Okay. Um, so, I, 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 like, with Ash Barty retiring, um, Cam Smith, I don't know, because he, he took the live golf money. I'm not sure if he dropped down a few rungs. It's 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 hard to pinpoint. I, I think for that, 
Mantle, I, I honestly believe you need to be an international athlete with all due respect to our footy codes, but um, who have got tremendous athletes across the board. But yeah, Sam, Sam, you, you talk to she's our most famous footballer. That's that's happened a, a few years ago. But the way she does things, and, and just the fact that her name, um, Sam Kerr, easy, to, it just rolls off the tongue. The way she plays, um, dynamic. The way she celebrates, backflips. Um, the fact that she's in all the big moments, if they happen for the Matildas who are on the surge themselves, it's just all aligned, all, all of those things. And obviously, her management's done a great job in, in getting some brands behind her and, and, and furnishing her life to match her talent. So, yeah, it's, it's great to see. And it, at the heart of it all is a pretty humble, down-to-earth human being. She She's not an extrovert by any stretch of the imagination. She's pretty introverted, naturally, but she's come out of her shell a little bit. But talking to her, like saying her yesterday at the press conference, she's... She feels pretty laid back about the whole thing or, or sounded that way as well. So, yeah, she, she knows what a big game is now. She plays them all the time for Chelsea. And, um, yeah, this is a little bit different tonight, but it is one of them. Okay. Well, tell us about tonight. So, kickoffs in just probably under about three hours or so. Is it an absolute yeah. sellout, Ads? Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, occasionally, there's there's been some tickets that have popped on the uh, FIFA resale site at a moment's notice. So, I mean, it's not too late. They might be still popping up there right now. The first game of the whole World Cup's getting underway as we speak over there in Auckland between New Zealand and Norway. But, um, yeah, it's 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 chockers tonight, absolutely chockers. And, yeah, it'll, uh, a lot of people have invested a lot of money to, to get a seat at this one and, and hopefully they take full advantage of, of giving Australia advantage and making it noisy in there. Yeah, a lot of countries have invested a lot of money to get their teams over here. And England have been staying uh, at Crown Plaza, Terrigal, I believe, or opposite that. Um, and big, the big, big warnings near the Sirens nightclub. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Actually, the FIFA have looked after them. They get charter flights everywhere, five-star hotels and everything like that. So the, the red carpet's laid out for all 32 teams, which is good to see. What about the big fella? There was a fella we're talking about in the, in the break, uh, the big head honcho, Gianni. Gianni, yeah. Is we'll leave you there. Infantino, he's over at the opening game. He's he's taking in Norway, New Zealand right now. But uh, Big G, he'll be over here at some point, and we'll um we'll see what he has to say during the tournament. Cause see how he's pretty, feeling. Pretty vocal about um getting as much money out of the for this World Cup for the women as as possible. So we'll see what happens. Hey, was it was that fact or fiction the the chat around him having to be uh, shown on the broadcast x amount of times? Is that fact or fiction? I don't know. I, I've got a feeling it might be. Something that's seen as please do it, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> for the yeah. TV director. Wow, I, I don't know. I, like, I think it was the case in Doha. I'm not sure what's going to be the case here. I, I would hope that, like, if you're going to have to take a shot, definitely of someone, why not pick out a legend of the women's game who's helped the women's game get to this point where we've got eighty thousand people yep. at a game? I'd like to pick out a random one from each country before each game and show them ten minutes into the game. So we'll see if that eventuates. So not holding my breath. Righto, mate. You're going to be uh, doing this all for Channel 7. Just before you go, give us a score in tonight's match. Oh, don't ask me that. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'll take 1 0, mate, with a Cape and Ford winner. So, yeah, all over it for 7. And Code Sports as well, I've got to mention them too, because I'm, I'm bashing out a few words as well for them. Beautiful. Uh, Adam Peacock for Code Sports and Channel 7. Really appreciate your time, mate, on the run home with Joel and Fletch. Too easy, guys. Have a good one. Previously on The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. One who has stuck rock solid, 
who resides in Belrose. He comes by the name of Matthew. Hello, Matt. Hey, guys. How are you? Sorry to keep you waiting, Matty. Hey, Matty. No, that's all right. I'm in the car with 10 avid listeners as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a, a Hyundai Palisade, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And you're just about to go to any time fitness. Well done, boys. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> The Run Home with Joel and Fletch, 3pm weekdays on SEN.